What up, baby booze? It's Laura Irie. Tonight's segment, we're going to be talking all about codependency and the danger of identifying your self-esteem with another person. We're going to do a little throwback of the past because we're going to be getting live examples from my codependent past. So let's get into it. Low self-esteem is what typically leads to codependency, let's be real, because the thing about value, the thing about worth is if you know yourself, if you love yourself enough to value yourself and you know your worth and what you're worthy for, you're not going to put yourself in these really toxic situations. You're not going to sit in the soup of toxicity. You're going to get out when people show you that they're toxic and that they don't want to invest in you. But if you don't know your worth, you're going to run into these situations that are like, eh and don't go there, eh and don't go there. And you keep on going there like, red flags? No, I can't see them. I am the flag. I love the flags. Like, you're going to be running into them like it's a marriage commitment. And you're going to get your prenup there. But... From what I've seen and what I've dealt with, to be real with you, is that you only accept what you deem yourself valuable to, which means until you see your worth, ain't nobody else going to see it because you are the dictator of that. And also, you, what you tolerate in life is what you allow in your life. So these are just some jewels I'm going to drop right here for the jump, okay? So nobody is telling you necessarily, again... A lot of these situations are not as easy as you think it is because there's some sort of investment, a physical investment, money, children, emotional investment, such as your heart. I'm not going to be crass. I'm not going to be cold about it. But you do have some degree of power to get yourself out of these shitty relationships. And it's hard. It's really, really hard. But I assure you, you can. Some situations are a lot harder than others. But an investment is an investment. So all things set aside, once you know your value, you will invest in things that value you and that appreciate your time. However, we're going to get into the second point. Codependency, the other aspect of just low self-esteem itself, which is already naturally like home to breeding, you know, relationships that you feel empty in because you're looking for somebody to complete you. We have this enmeshment, which is this lack of boundaries and tying your identity to another person and putting their needs before you. And that's the truest trap of codependency. And it even stems deeper than that. Because when you believe that somebody else can value you and validate you more than you already can do that for yourself, you are asking to be taken advantage for. And I'm not saying literally you're like, hey, take advantage. But That is the easiest way that I have seen and dealt with manipulators that know that weakness. Because when you're looking for somebody else to love you and validate you, which are already things that are happening and you have inside you, you're kind of spreading this energy and this essence that you're not enough. And that's essentially what the codependent wound has been for me and I've seen for other people. This feeling that they're not enough, this issue that they felt invalidated in their childhood through essential caretakers that have let them down and it feels like as a codependent you're walking on eggshells because you don't want to say anything that will upset the narc but like the narc has power over you it's an unequal given exchange with power so 
when you're in this relationship that makes you feel so disempowered that you've put all your energy into which is already a big investment you kind of sit there like what do I do you know I I got myself here this person is trying to be my psychologist telling me how to feel because that's what some narcs do not all narcs do it I'm not saying a general narc statement but one of the biggest statements that I heard from my narc ass toxic relationship um was you're overreacting and that's the thing I'm talking about when people see that like little chink in the armor and they see that you're really falling on every word they say and you're taking it to heart they can definitely use that against you and you know it's just words like you know I don't even like the two different types of pains it's not even just words the physical aspect of just going through that the words you can't take words back and even physical things they leave marks so it's really like the biggest thing I've taken away from codependency is you know how much are you willing to tolerate how much bad behavior are you willing to allow How much of you is going to be lost in this person that doesn't even value you, that doesn't even validate you? They could validate you for two seconds, but that's not going to be a lifetime, you know? I'm not even saying that the narc is necessarily bad. The narc has a huge role in codependency. The narc is a freaking cherry on top because the narc knows what they're doing. Narcs have an inflated sense of ego, little to no empathy will never take accountability, will probably criticize your life like a Virgo. They're not going to change, and that's something that a codependent has to wake up from. Darks are not going to change for you. People are not going to change for you. People are not meant to be fixed by you. If you think people are meant to be fixed, you're going to consistently deal with being a martyr and trying to fix and heal broken people who do not want to heal. And I'm being so serious because I needed that less. I'm going to tell you hard facts tonight. And not because I'm trying to be mean. It's because I love you. And this is what I wish somebody told me when I was codependent. It takes a lot of strength to get up. A lot of strength to walk away. But you are capable and you can do it. So the trap of codependency, even going back to that. It's not even the act of tying your self-worth to another person necessarily. But it's not even realizing your own worth. We all have different attributes and different assets that we can use to our own benefit. But when we're sitting, viewing ourselves less than, and then letting somebody treat us that way, we're just tying back to our core wound that we're not good enough. When will you ever be good enough for your own self? codependents were always here for everybody else they're always doing stuff for everybody they're always being that emotional pillow that somebody can hug and confine in but where are you why do you abandon yourself even the aspect of codependency even ties back to abandonment if you're constantly running over to be somebody's main caregiver you're abandoning your own needs you know reassess what your needs are reassess your boundaries reassess what you want reassess what you don't want and speak on it and if that person cannot handle 
the truth, they were never here even to begin with. They were never loving you. Because I'll tell you one thing. Love doesn't come in full conditions. I'm not saying unconditional love is real or true. I think unconditional love is BS. But what I'm telling you is, if somebody has you on the short leash of a contract and telling you how they're going to love you and not making any time for you, which is something I went through, and basically showing you time and time again that they do not value you and yet you have to do a protocol and being a certain way because it makes them feel comfortable guess what it ain't love and I do I believe that they're boundaries but I don't believe that they're conditions so even I have a question that I was thinking of is this love the codependent narrative relationship or is it insecurity and I want to get to the code pen I'm not even going to touch on the narc yet because I could do a whole thing on the narc but what I realized from that narcissistic relationship that awful relationship to be real one of my biggest blessings in disguise I didn't actually love that person and I'm not meaning I didn't love them in general but the love that I was seeking was not love it was validation and I do believe that you can love somebody still and want them to validate you but overall the overarching feeling was validation I dealt with a lot of issues with my father and that's personal um growing up and being invalidated by him and having my feelings being deflected so when it hit my romantic relationships with men, um, I wanted that validation that I never got. There was a little girl who felt like she was never good enough to receive her father's love. So because I wasn't aware of that, I constantly picked relationships that mirrored to me how unemotionally available my partners were and my friendships were because I was emotionally unavailable because I didn't know how to draw boundaries. I I wanted so badly that wound to be fulfilled through another person, but it only got bigger. So what I learned from it is that with love, it's it's different. You don't need to feel like you're a half of a whole. You're already whole. And it's just a completely different feeling. I'm not looking for something in another person or endorsing a bad behavior to get the love that I quote-unquote need, which was really the validation at the time. I was, like, fiending on validation. I was like, I want it. It wasn't even, it wasn't even IG. It wasn't even that. It was just in that relationship. And there's some aspects in life, really, where you can be codependent um, in a relationship, but be completely secure. And it's really identifying, you know, what is this codependency root? Like, let's pull it right out. Let's see it for how it is. Because nine times out of ten, it is a core wound child issue. And my last thing on this segment is, how much are you willing to give at your own expense? It's one thing to be giving, but it's another thing to be the sacrificial lamb. 
I do believe that you can give in a way that is not destructive to your own self. And that way is having boundaries while doing that. For example, I'm working on a project. I work all the time. I'm always doing something. I can't always be there for everybody. You know, I'm strict. I said, if I have things to do, I have things to do. If I'm working on something, I can't drop everything, especially not when I'm in school and other things. People know when not to call me. If I'm tired, if I'm eating breakfast, I'm not picking up. That's a boundary. It's saying, hey, this is my space. Please don't do it. And if you do it, I'm not picking up. Like, that's basically A, B, and C. We have to have boundaries on how much we give and how much energy we exchange to certain people, to certain things. Or else we're going to constantly feel depleted and constantly feel drained. Because we're not respecting our energy enough to say, hey, I cannot do this. This is draining. Yes or no. And boundaries are so crucial when building relationships. Because I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say, wall yourself up with boundaries. No. Because when you wall yourself up, you're going to be lonely. I've done it before. I've done all of this before. I'm also not saying be it, be free with no boundaries and fly like a bird and, you know, be like an eagle in the sky with no limits. No, people should know how to treat you. And I don't believe that this way is like you need to teach people how to treat you. No. Why do I need to teach anybody? I'm not a teacher. I did not get a degree Major in something, be a diploma to teach anybody how to treat me. However, there is some truth in that. And I don't really believe that's teaching somebody how to treat me. But it is saying, hey, when you cross that boundary, not cool. Here's consequences. Or saying, yeah, I like that. It's all in communication, really. But I don't feel like I'm obligated to teach anybody how to treat me. Have to teach anybody, you know, how it's going to be with me necessarily. Because I don't feel like it needs to be that forced. But I am going to be the type of person who will call you out on your BS. Who will say yes, thank you for this, thank you for that, and no. But as a way of teaching somebody, that's where I'm like, eh. I think it's enforcing for me at least. We need to have better boundaries this year. To reach better goals and snip away the dead ends in life. My last thing I want to just close off on is sometimes you get in these relationships where you think somebody knows you better than you know yourself. That's a lie. Nobody is a walking Mayo Clinic. Nobody can tell you anything about yourself other than you. So if some grown person or some little boy or some little girl or some woman or some man or some they, them pronoun, you know, tries to tell you anything about yourself that is not true, that does not resonate, that isn't a verified check, tell them to show off. It's funny how some people can be a walking psychologist, apparently with zero degree, and try to tell everybody about themselves when they ain't know anything about themselves. For real. So, I'm just going to prove it to say that you know what you need best in your life. You know what you need to do. And you're already whole and complete on your own. So, 
to put that in a kaleidoscope perspective, you got it. Look within to find all your answers. And the best relationship that you're going to have is going to sound cheesy as hell. It starts with yourself, honey. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this segment tonight. We went over through the traps of codependency, self-worth issues, narc and codependent relationship, childhood, and esteem. And I really want to hear more about how you guys view it. So thank you, baby bulls. I love you. And goodbye.